Welcome to That Smart Hustle, a podcast dedicated to the importance of creating your truth, realizing your own self-worth, loving who you are and the journey you're on, all while planning for the future, but still being present in the now. I'm your host, Kristen Martin. You may know me from my YouTube channel, where I post writing advice videos and day-in-the-life vlogs, or perhaps you've delved into my fictitious worlds by reading one of my young adult books, or maybe we're meeting for the first time. If the latter is the case, then hello and welcome. There's plenty of space here for everyone from all walks of life, whether you're lost and can't seem to find your way, or you think you're on the right path, or you're just starting out and have no idea where to begin. It's all about empowering yourself to be the kind of person you want to be and to pursue the lifestyle you want to live. So let's dive in. Hi guys, welcome back to That Smart Hustle podcast and welcome to episode 14. So today's topic is one that sparked after I finished reading Adventures for Your Soul by Shannon Kaiser. And I know I mentioned this book in my last podcast in episode 13, where we talked about basically detoxing fear from your life. But this book has been so eye-opening, I guess, and very instrumental in my mindset shift and how I've been thinking lately. And I think I mentioned this in the last episode, but I've been taking time every morning to read a chapter, and then there are questions at the end of each chapter where I can kind of free write and journal, and that has really helped me get into a more positive headspace for the day and really be conscious of my thoughts and what I'm thinking. So again, I cannot give enough praise for this book. If you're looking for just a really feel-good book, you're looking for something that will inspire you and motivate you and really get you thinking, then I highly recommend picking up a copy. Again, it's called Adventures for Your Soul, and it's by Shannon Kaiser. Her last name is spelled K-A-I-S-E-R. And she is also the author of Find Your Happy, I believe it's called. And that's actually the next book that I'm going to pick up from her on Amazon. So what I want to talk about today is a topic that I think a lot of people dread talking about, or it makes them feel somewhat uncomfortable. And that is just the concept of money. I feel like there is such a negative stigma around money. And if you, you know, if you like material things, then it means you're shallow, you're materialistic, you're not humble, you're selfish. So I feel like there's kind of this negative stigma around money. And then same goes even, you know, when you're having a conversation with your girlfriends, I feel like you know everything about your girlfriends, you know, all of their relationship drama, any sort of baggage they may be carrying, you know, even sometimes how much they weigh or when, you know, they were at their heaviest or now they're at their lightest. But for some reason, we just never seem to talk about money. Money is just so incredibly off limits, which I've always thought is kind of strange. And I've sort of wondered why that is. And it's interesting because money has almost become more taboo than talking about something like sex. I mean, you think about comedians that'll go up on stage and they'll make all these really raunchy, crazy sex jokes, but I have never heard a comedian talk about money or making a joke about you know, how much money they make. So again, it just seems to be very taboo. And maybe this is more a Western culture mindset. I'm not really sure. But today I just want to talk a little bit more about the relationship between money and happiness and also how I was talking about fear stories in the last podcast. I kind of want to dive into money stories because I feel like it's important to know what your money stories are. It's just as important as knowing what your fear stories are. So we'll start with that. We will start with money stories. So if you don't know what a money story is, 
it has similar traits as a fear story. It's something that you've been told or something that has influenced you, something about money maybe in your childhood that you've grown to believe or that has stuck with you into your adult life. Now, whether this money story is good or bad varies from person to person. And you may be thinking, what exactly would a money story look like? So I'm going to give you some examples. I'm taking these examples of money stories from Jen Sincero or Sincero. I'm not, still not sure how to say her name, but her book, You Are a Badass at Making Money, Mastering the Mindset of Wealth. So some examples of money stories that you may be holding on to but not realize are you can't be rich and spiritual. Money isn't important. People are. Never go into debt. Save your money for a rainy day. Rich people are lucky, gross, selfish, entitled, snobby, shallow, egomaniacs, holier than thou. You have to work hard to make money. You can't make money doing X, which is whatever you love to do. I'm too irresponsible, lazy, clueless to make money. It's not polite to talk about money. It's important to have a good, secure job. If you get excited by making money, it means you're shallow. Money doesn't grow on trees. You must go to a good college to make money. Money causes stress. There's never enough money. Money is trouble. Money is out of my reach. Who has that kind of money? He or she is only about the money. Now, I'm pretty sure that at least one of those money stories that I just mentioned probably rang a bell or it's something that you were told when you were younger that maybe has carried on into your adult life or maybe it's something you used to think and you've been working to kind of rewire your brain and to think a little bit differently. But the fact of the matter is, is that we all have money stories. And again, whether they're good or bad varies from person to person. Out of those examples, my money stories include you have to work hard to make money. You can't make money doing X, whatever you love to do. It's important to have a good, secure job, and you must go to a good college to make money. So those were all things that I was sort of told or that society, I guess, sort of imposed on me when I was younger. And you don't really realize it until you start thinking about how you actually feel about money, what your thoughts are around money. And a lot of the time when we think about money, we think about how there's not enough of it. We think about it in terms of bills. We think about it in, I guess, more of a negative light. We think about what we don't have or what we need in order to survive. Now, those are the money stories that have pretty much been ruling my life ever since I can remember. But the past two years, especially after reading this book and a few other books and just doing some more spiritual work on myself, I've come to find that my money stories have shifted a little bit. Now, I still do believe that you have to work hard to make money. I do think that some effort is involved in order to make money, but I've also realized that maybe it's just an upfront effort where you don't have to work hard for the rest of your life. If you look at it as putting time in upfront, and maybe it'll be a lot of time in the beginning, but then eventually maybe you'll be making passive income, then really you don't have to work that hard to make money. You did all the work upfront, and then it's pretty much smooth sailing after that. The other fear story I had was that you can't make money doing X, which is whatever you love to do. What I love to do is to create. I love to write. I love to make YouTube videos. I just love to create things. And I'm sitting here making an income from all of those things. So that money story has been completely wiped from my brain because I am making money doing what I love. The money story of it's important to have a good, secure job and also to go to a good college to make money. 
These were things that I believed for a very long time. And I think mostly because my parents and society also told me, go to a good college, get a good job, you know, always have a backup plan. That's just what I was told growing up. And so that's what I did. Do I regret going to college? Do I regret going on my career path? Absolutely not. That's part of my journey. It's made me who I am today. But I feel like I've also come to the realization that you don't have to go to a good college to make money. And you don't have to have a good, secure job to make money either. You can make money doing what you love. Is there a defined pathway for how to get there? No. And that's the scary part. That's where a lot of people will kind of pull back and say, oh, well, the path is not clearly defined, so I'm not going to walk down it. I'm going to stay in this more secure, stable space with probably a job that you don't really like very much. So I knew that two years ago, I wanted to blaze my own trail. Did I have any idea what that trail would look like? No, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I knew that I wanted to write. I knew that I wanted to create YouTube videos. But other than that, I did not really know what my path looked like. And it's been really neat because I'm the decision maker. I get to choose what I want to do, when I want to do it, and how I want to do it, which is a really, really cool thing. And then when you can actually produce income streams or multiple income streams from doing what you love, that is just a mind-boggling feeling. It It is such an incredible feeling. So I do want to say if you have certain money stories really look into them, see where they came from, see if it was something maybe your parents said or society said, maybe a teacher told you something that's kind of stuck with you for a while. Just really try to dive into that and dig really deep and figure out where it came from. And then from there, try to find experiences in your own life or maybe people that you know that have totally overcome that money story or you know have squashed that money story with what they're currently doing now. Okay, so now I want to flip the script a little bit over to the relationship between money and happiness. So once you've identified your money stories, I think then you start to think about the relationship between money and happiness and whether or not money would actually make you happier. I feel like we hear a lot of people saying things like, oh, if only I had more money, my problems would be solved. And if I had more money, I could do this. If I had more money, I would be happier. I would be more successful. I would be able to do XYZ. And I'm not going to lie. I'm definitely guilty of thinking and saying these things. But as I was reading Shannon Kaiser's book, Adventures for Your Soul, I came across a question in her book, and it's on page 238 for those of you who have this book, or if you're planning on buying it and want to reference it later, it's in the chapter called Be a Gold Digger. Not gold digger, gold digger, like G-O-A-L digger. But the question that she posed that really stuck out to me was, if someone handed you an unlimited amount of money, what would you do with your day? And so I was sitting on the couch with my journal, and I had my pen ready to go, and I started writing, if I had an unlimited amount of money, what would I do with my day? And you know what I found out? That I would be doing the same things with my time that I'm doing right now, and I would be spending the money on the same things that I'm spending them on right now. The only difference would be that I would feel more stable and secure in knowing that this money was flowing to me, that there was an unlimited amount of it. But it really just made me think about the concept of happiness and how a lot of the time we think money would be the thing that would make us happy, when in fact a lot of the things we're already doing or the things that do make you happy are actually free of charge and they don't cost anything. I spend my days creating, writing, filming, editing, whatever it may be, that is how I spend my days. 
And I realized that even with an unlimited amount of money flowing to me, I would still be doing those exact same things. And I feel like this was almost a sort of epiphany (laughs) in a way, because in the past I told myself, you know, if I had more money, it would be really great because I could do X, Y, Z, or I would be happier. I would, you know, I had this belief that I would be happier if I had more money. But when you think about it in a different way, in a different light, which is if you did have an unlimited amount of money, how would you spend your day? If you would spend your day exactly the same as you're spending it now, then that's a sign that your money story is severely incorrect. And it's something where you should work on rewriting the actual truth of that money story because what you've believed for so long actually isn't true. Now, don't get me wrong. It is great to have goals, to have things that you want, whether they are more spiritual and personal goals or if they're more materialistic goals, that is completely fine. Whatever motivates you to get things done is great. Keep doing what you're doing. But sometimes I think it's really important to take a couple of steps back and really ask ourselves why we're doing the things that we're doing. And if it's simply just to make more money because we think it's going to make us happier, then you need to ask yourself, why would more money make you happier? What would you do with that money? And how would your day look different if you had it? And I think once you answer those questions, you will come to a startling realization in a good way. So that is all I wanted to pop on here and talk about today. I really hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast. If you did, it would mean so much to me if you would leave me a rating and a review on iTunes. And in case you're just now catching up on my podcast, I did want to send a reminder out there to let you know that I do have a freebie on my website at thatsmarthustle.com. That's called Five Action Steps You Can Take Right Now to Start Showing Up for Your Dreams. All you have to do is go to my website, There'll be a pop-up box, enter your email address, press submit, and then that 10-page mini workbook I created will be sent to your email. Thank you guys again so much for listening. I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, please subscribe to make sure you don't miss anything. For more beyond this podcast, including information on my YouTube channel and webinars, visit me at thatsmarthustle.com. And for daily inspiration and writing advice, come hang out with me on Instagram at author Kristen Martin. I'll talk with you all again very soon. Cheers.